everyone. I'm Lauren MacGyver. And I'm Teresa Roca. And this is Teen Mom Time. We're here to fill you in on all the fight. Why are you so white trash? All the custody battles. Corey's trying to take our kids from me. All the romance drama. Getting divorced, period. And so much more. Hi, hi. You're both high. I just try to be the person that could hold On this week's episode, we will be discussing Ryan and Mackenzie's baby, the latest fight between Janelle and Kale, plus an update about Dakota and Bristol. Teresa, how are you? I'm very tired. How are you? <laughs> I know. It's very early in the morning. Yes, we're doing the podcast very early. Yes, but I'm a morning person, so... You've been up since like 5.30 a.m., so it's like afternoon for you. <laughs> try like 4.30. This is like lunchtime for me. <laughs> I love the morning. But, okay, we have to talk before we get into all the news, all the gossip and drama. Last week, we had Matt Beyer on our podcast, and he helped us recap the season premiere of Team Mom OG. Everyone loves Matt. So after we recorded that podcast, you and I were, like, in <laughs> awe because we loved it so much. And even our producer was like, I want to be this guy's friend. <laughs> right. Like, I want to tell him about my life and get advice. Like, he's just so knowledgeable. I know. And I thought he was pretty funny. And everything he was saying was interesting and just, like, gave us a more behind-the-scenes look of the show. And I was shocked. It was great. I and know. Everyone loved him. I loved it. When I was re-listening to it. I was laughing again. I was like, I've already heard this so many times, but when he quickly, you know, shut us down, we're like, oh, I think Amber's going to get her great season that she deserves. And he quickly was like, guys, it's episode one. (laughs) I was like really laughing at my desk and I was like, what am I doing? I've already listened to this so many times. But again, I was in just such awe of everything he had to say. I think he was really knowledgeable about, you know, his former friends, I guess. And just behind the scenes, he just seemed... Like, he was in such a great place. So it made us happy. And I spoke to Matt after the podcast, and he loved it. And he actually yeah. offered to come on as, like, a weekly recap guest. Love it. Which, you know, we definitely want to have him on more often, especially since you guys like him. Definitely. So, yeah, we'll see him very soon. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for more Matt in the near future. But let's get into truth or tale. So our lovely Mimi Jen, she posted on Twitter early on Monday night. I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. So I guess Tuesday morning. And she wrote, blessed. What grandma stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning unless you have a new grandson? So did Mackenzie give birth? The same source who told us that Ryan Edwards is in rehab has told me that Mackenzie did give birth. Woohoo! She gave birth around midnight on October 9th. We had reported that she was going to be induced October 8th, so it all kind of panned out like we said. Yeah. Um, she had a healthy baby boy. His name is Jagger, which we actually we reported that, I think, when she first got pregnant. Yeah, I think it was like over the summer, yeah. before the summer started. Mm-hmm. So that's the name that, you know, from the get-go, they knew that that's what they were going to name him. She ended up naming him Jagger. Um, you know, she has been living with her mom and dad, according to the source, and, you know, they're going to continue to live with her mother and father. She yeah. moved out of the home that she was living in with Ryan. Um, and the big question everyone wants to know, was Ryan there? Ryan was not there for the birth. Wow. I know. That's kind of really sad, you know, when we learned that he was back in rehab just days before Jagger was born. That was our first thought. Will Ryan be able to get out for a couple hours for the day just to see the birth of his son? So to hear that was not 
happening or that did not happen, it made me really, really sad. You know, it was such a beautiful time in their life. And unfortunately, you know, his past, his demons kind of ruined that for him. I feel really bad. I I really thought that they were going to let him go, even for the day, with a sober coach. I mean, she knew when she was getting induced, so it wasn't like, oh, she's in labor, but we're all the way in a treatment center in Alabama and not going to be able to get there in time. Like, they knew when she was going to get induced and when the baby would ultimately come. So I'm really shocked she wasn't able to get out. Granted, I don't know how it works. I've only known from, you know, what I've seen with other celebrities, like yeah. you mentioned last week, Ben Affleck, you yeah. know, leaving to rehab go to the gym. every day to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Even we saw Demi Lovato out. Yeah. So, you know, we thought that Ryan would be able to, unfortunately not. But I do wonder what is going down with Bentley. Okay. So the source also told us that Bensley and Hudson did see their little brother. Oh, okay, so, good. Yeah, so I'm sure Jen and Larry, I'm sure Macy allowed Jen and Larry to bring him to the hospital. I mean, it's his half sibling. And, yeah. you know, I know Macy's not on good terms with Ryan or Mackenzie, but she never seemed like the mother who would want to, you know, not let her son experience and things with Ryan's family. So, exactly. I was just going to say, Macy has always said that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Bentley's half brother. Exactly. Of course, I want them to have a relationship. I have to say, I think out of all the moms, she is so mature about having her son have a relationship with Ryan's side, even with Jen and Larry. She has never prevented Bentley from seeing them. Of course, there have been times where she kind of had to put a pause on things and say, okay, we need to figure out what's best for Bentley. But she never sat down and said, you know, Bentley cannot go over there just for no reason. She's always had, you know, some sort of reason, which has been great. You know, Ryan's health, you know, what he's been doing, worries. But she's always been great like that. So I kind of knew when the baby was born that Bentley would see him. There was a time where she was not letting Bentley see Jen and Larry. I think this was right after he came back from rehab when he refused to take the drug test. Do you remember? Yes. On the show. Um, And Bentley kept asking. He's like, when am I going to go to Mimi and Papa's house? So, yeah. So, you know, there was a time. But And I remember Jen was like crying and she was saying like, I would never put Bentley in danger. So I'm really glad that they were able to work it out and allow Bentley to see them. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely hard because, you know, everyone's put in this horrible position because Jen and Larry, Ryan is their only child, their son. They kind of have to have his back. But then with Bentley in the picture, they want to see him and they understand where Macy's coming from. And even Jen said that, you know, she's a mom. I'm a mom. I understand that she's worried about him. But unfortunately, there's just been, you know, so many bad things happening with Ryan that Macy's kind of had to put her foot down and say, sorry, you know, she's always had a reason, though. So I respect her so much for that. I agree. I mean, like you said, and it's the same thing that we see with Adam Lind, his parents, you know, we don't see his parents on the show. But from what Chelsea says, it seems like they're enablers. It's never Adam's fault. So it was someone else's fault. And on the season premiere, I think Larry and Jen definitely showed that as well when Larry was like, well, Taylor did write all these things on Twitter and there's two sides to every story. So I think they do a good job of having their sons back while at the same time, you know, they do kind of understand where Macy's coming from, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, before, you know, Macy and Ryan's relationship went downhill, Jen and Larry adore Macy. I still think they do secretly. They looked at her as like a daughter. I mean, they were so involved with Jade and Maverick. 
you know, in, we she saw, used to babysit Jade. Yeah, when we saw in this week when Jen awkwardly came to pick up Bentley after the protection order was granted, little Jade, she was like, it's Mimi, it's Mimi. I died. I was like, that was the cutest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. But so Jen was so involved. I think she went to Jade and Maverick's birthday parties. You know, they're so involved with that family, even though, you know, they don't have to be. But they're just such a cute little modern family. Unfortunately, Ryan's making everything worse. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't think it was OG yet. I think it was still just teen mom. Oh, the good old days. And I think Ryan was still dating Dallas. Do you remember Dallas? Yeah, of course. I, know, I love Dallas. The fitness yeah, queen. <laughs> um, he was still dating Dallas. And... I remember Macy was like, she doesn't stand a chance because Mimi still has my like my, like my pregnancy photos hanging on the wall. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, exactly. They Jen and Larry love Macy, and yeah. I think it, it makes it really, really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into Teen Mom Top 3. The three biggest stories of the week. We already talked about one of the biggest ones, but there's still more drama going on. Of course. So we have Janelle and Kale. The two biggest Teen Mom enemies are back at it again. Basically, every Teen Mom star, including Barana de Jesus, including Javi American, including Macy Bookout, mostly all of them. All of them. Post these articles on their Instagram pages. They do it. They get clicks. I'm sure they make a pretty penny out of it. And Kale has been posting a bunch of ones that are negative towards Janelle. Again, like everyone else is doing. Yeah. And Janelle went off on her. She posted on her Instagram story basically all the articles Kale has put up on her Instagram. (laughs) A nice collage. A nice collage. Uh, When someone asked her, you know, you realize every other teen mom person does this. Janelle was like, yeah, but I asked them to take it down. I don't know. They're still up. So I'm confused. Yeah. So I don't know what social media pages you're looking at. Yes, the Instagram stories for the swipe up that expires in 24 hours like everyone else's Instagram stories. I don't think she realizes that, though. Yeah, does she realize that they expire? They go away. Twitter, that does not happen, but she's like, everyone takes them down. No, they don't. I don't know what you're looking at, Janelle. Once again, you're going crazy. But yeah, Janelle flipped out just on Kale. She also made a comment about Javi, but she was mostly just really targeting Kale for doing this. So Kale exclusively told Radar, I'm flattered she's so bothered by me. She's got to calm down. Out of everyone, she's only bothered by me. And I'm not even writing about her, which is true. Janelle only makes a big deal about me when something else is going on underneath it all. LOL. So that's that. There's clearly a deeper issue here. When it comes to Janelle and Kale's fight, Janelle just rants on. I don't think she thinks things thoroughly because one she posts so much stuff on her instagram story about other people about other reality stars and two kale always comes back with an amazing clapback wait tell everyone what you showed me the other day about um oh my god what's her name ronnie's baby mama yes 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 jen yeah so jen posted on her instagram story yesterday Janelle's nice little cute collage of all the stories saying, Kale's writing all these bad things about me. Jen said, wait a sec, this is so funny because she posts horrible, untrue stories about Ronnie and I all of the time. That's the thing. If Janelle didn't have clickbait articles on her Instagram, on her Twitter, then I would totally get it. She has great arguments because she can be like, you know, you're doing this because you need the money. I don't need the money, so I'm not doing it. 
yes, Janelle, you're 100% right. They shouldn't be posting these mean things about you, right? Right. However, Janelle is doing the same thing, except she's not doing Teen Moms. If you look at her page, she's doing Jersey Shore. She's doing Cardi B. She's doing Selena Gomez. You're doing the same thing. Just because you're not doing Teen Mom doesn't make you any different than what Kale's doing. And I think Jen made a really good point. Oh, agreed. Janelle just makes things so much messier for herself. And I feel like she looks like a complete fool after she goes on all these rants because everyone comes back with amazing clapbacks and they're like, sorry, girl, don't even try. And she just looks foolish. I feel bad for Janelle because I... I really do think that they leave her out. And I think that she's so hurt that they've become this clique. Because they all used to be really good friends. Yeah. I mean, I remember if you look at Chelsea's Instagram and you go all the way, all the way, all the way down from years and years and years ago. Chelsea had a selfie with Janelle. Yeah. And was like, oh my God, I love this girl. Yeah. Like, they were all really good friends. And then I think once Janelle, I mean, we didn't Kale say that she like bailed Janelle yeah. Out of jail one time or she like, gave her money for bail? I think it was when Janelle was in the hospital. She drove her when she was almost overdosing on heroin. I'm pretty sure she picked her up somewhere and took her to a New Jersey hospital. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was something like that. But she did, you know, make a huge sacrifice in her mm-hmm. life, you know, picked up and said, I'll help you. And she did. And then I feel like, you know, they all got married They had other children and Janelle kind of stayed down this path of like getting arrested every week and being on drugs. They all kind of wanted to distance themselves from her, which I don't blame them. I mean, you know, Chelsea has kind of like, you know, Chelsea does have this perfect family that we see on social media. You know, she doesn't they don't want to be associated with her, I think. So they were all best friends and then they leave her out. And I see why Janelle is frustrated and upset, but fighting on social media like this like you look so much better if you just don't say anything let kale slam you let kale say all these bad things just don't respond you look like the bigger person exactly and i feel like for janelle my opinion her reputation's already ruined (laughs) so you know between all of her arrests her million engagements her horrible husband and his opinions you know she can't like everyone already knows her as like the trouble teen mom star yeah so it's really you know no matter what yeah she does you know have more kids now and she's a little bit more involved in Ensley's life you know people still look at her as oh she doesn't have custody of Jay's she's constantly fighting with her mom you know there's never anything positive to say about her so I feel like no matter what she could just keep fighting with other teen moms be like stop posting that about me your reputation I feel like you know, it's it cannot be fixed. It can't be fixed. And I just think they need to let this feud die. I mean, yeah. it was entertaining for a really long time. But now, I think just because of the Teen Mom 2 season, how it was all about Kale and Brianna, I'm just so done with the so feuding. Done. Like, let's just all be friends. Or let's just be amicable, work together, and that's exactly. it. You don't have to talk outside of the show. Exactly. You know, they all have kids. I mean, at the end of the day, this is all a form of bullying. And oh, totally. it's not a good example for your children. So I think they should end the feuds and just be the adults that they are. Exactly. So getting into the second biggest story of the week, the newest Team OG members, Dakota and Bristol, are, again, social media fighting. <laughs> it never ends. It's shocking because I feel like for so long, Bristol, for the people who followed Bristol and Dakota, no one really knew what was going on. No one even knew if they divorced. They filed, but then she was still posting that they were together. So it was a little confusing for people who followed. And now they're just letting 
all of their dirty laundry out there. They need to stay off social media. Someone from MTV needs to call them and be like, guys, like, shut it down. Save it for the cameras. Yeah, (laughs) save it for the show, please. So MTV uploaded this video, and it was all five girls sitting around, and they were talking about engagements, like when they got married, when they got engaged, not to rush anything. And Bristol said that she was engaged and pregnant within a month. And about a week before they were supposed to get married, they planned a very small ceremony with just friends and family. Bristol called it off and said, I can't get married. She went back to her state. He stayed in his. So she said that she experienced the pregnancy with Sailor all by herself. And then, you know, she was just saying, you know, don't do it. Don't rush in. After she gave birth, she looked at her little baby and said, this baby does not have a dad. What am I going to do? So she got back with Dakota. They got married, they had a baby, and everything was just so rushed. Now they are divorced. So she was just telling people, she's like, you know, if you know, if it doesn't feel right, don't rush it. Dakota then went on Instagram, as always, and he was saying, you know, yes, that is true what happened. However, Bristol did not tell him when she was in labor. He had to find out that his daughter was born via Twitter And also, he wasn't allowed to be involved until he got a paternity test through the court to prove that he is Sailor's dad. So he was saying, you know what? Sailor and Atlee always had a dad and always will have a dad. So this picture that she's trying to paint, like, oh, he wasn't around. He wasn't involved like this horrible dad. It's not true. So he quickly shut it down. And he was even commenting on the T-Mom's Instagram page. Head over to my page and find out the truth because... The picture she's trying to paint right now is so far from true. So it's just kind of like, you know, how old are you guys? Like 30 and 27 years old? Why are you doing this on social media? There's two sides to every story. And they've both been telling their sides. And fans are divided. Some fans agree with Dakota. Some fans agree with Bristol. You know, on the show, Bristol, after Monday night's episode, Bristol got a lot of heat. Because she had said, you know, she was the one who ended the marriage, it seemed. And everyone was bashing her for it because, you know, he has PTSD. They felt like she gave up too quickly. She wasn't supporting him. Bristol said, um, he's the one who filed for divorce, not me. Remember yeah. that? Dakota filed. Dakota comes back and says, I only filed because she told me she wanted a divorce. So I went and I got the divorce. So they're both going back and forth. They need to just end it. I think something that Teen Mom stars don't understand is that every tweet you post, every Instagram story yeah. thing that you post, we're going to write about it and it's going to be on the internet forever. Exactly. And your daughter is going to see that. Yeah. And that's what Dakota said. You know, my daughters will see this one day and I want them to see the truth. They don't need to read the truth on the internet. You could have this conversation with them because, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, look at Kale and Joe, for example. They bashed each other. Now they're in an amazing place. Will they both be able to look at Isaac and have him, have that conversation with him and sit him down and say, look, there's going to be horrible stuff that you see from 10 years ago. However, look at us today. You know, they need to have those conversations verbally rather than being like, you know what, Isaac's going to read this. You know, Joe and I are doing great. No, talk to him in person. You know, I know it's going to be like a few years down, but talk to him in person. Same thing goes for Dakota and Bristol. I think you and I have, obviously, you and I have gone through breakups in the past. Yeah. There was never one time where I ever bashed my ex-boyfriend on social media. Same. I mean, I understand they have a large following and they're constantly getting feedback. But, like, you know, 
you follow when you're dating someone, you follow their family, you follow their friends, and sometimes yeah. like if you're, you know, sometimes if people are kind of agreeing with your ex, you want to like say something, but I never did. I never, yeah. you know, I, I I always stopped myself if I wanted to. I see other people do it. I never did. And I just feel like when you have this big of a platform, you usually need to think before you post. And I just don't understand why they can't just sit down and say, listen, if you have a problem with me, I have a problem with you. Like, we need to talk it before it goes to that point. And it makes me think that maybe they're not co-parenting well and maybe they're not even yeah. on speaking terms and they're, you know, maybe just doing drop-offs and that's it. It just seems like at this point they're both in a really bad place. Oh, my God. They're in a horrible place. Every single time Dakota does an Instagram Q&A, people always ask about how he is co-parenting with Bristol, and he said, just co-parenting. There's no friendship. There's nothing. But I'm confused, because then I feel like sometimes he's like, oh my god, Bristol was right. The divorce was the best thing for yeah. us. She was absolutely right. Then the next post is, well, Bristol, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, like, I just don't... Like, like sometimes they're fine, then Bristol wrote that whole thing about how he's an amazing father and he's a great guy. But then she was like, but he did this, this, and this. So, like, they're both all over the place. Like, one minute they're fine, one minute they're not. I don't know. <laughs> I think they both just want to make themselves look great. Yeah. You know, they want to start off by saying, you know, I mean, you do that every day in life. You start off, like, with really great news. You're like... Well, you know, you're really great. Same thing with a breakup. You're like, you're a great person and you're going to do great things in life. And someone is <laughs> so lucky to have you. Yes. <laughs> you're going to make someone so happy one day. But it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're done. You know, like you always start off with really great news to make it seem like, okay, this is, okay, this is happy. Like I'm not ready to, you know. You're not breaking up with me. Yeah, so this is great. Good. Like, thank you so much for all these compliments. And all of a sudden it's like, sorry. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think it's the same thing. They want to start off with, oh, my God, Dakota's a great dad. I respect him so much. The service he provided for our country. So much respect. However, he left this house more times than I want to admit. Yes. And it's like, you're starting to read and you're like, cute, cute. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. negative. She posted a v- during the episode. I don't know if you saw because she deleted it right after. She posted a video of him talking when he was talking to the producer privately. Did yes. you see that? Oh my god, no, Kirthy. Yeah, yeah. No one like picked it up for some reason. I, I I didn't screen. I didn't think to screenshot it because I didn't think she would delete it. Big mistake on my part. But she wrote something like, "This isn't true," and you know, this she is BS. Yeah, yeah, and she like slammed Dakota. So it is just. They need to watch the show together and maybe talk about, <laughs> I said this because of this reason, and et cetera. Well, he said to Kirthy, so she was mad about that because he was telling her, you know, divorce is going everything is going against everything I believe in. Oh, He's yeah. like, we're married. We're, you know, through thick and thin, good and bad. We're supposed to, you know, work as a couple, work as a team, and we're not. And he's like, you know, this is not what I wanted. And she's like, wait. You filed, though. You're the first one to get an attorney. So what is that supposed to mean? I think everything they say, do I think sometimes they're lying about things? Yes. You know, they're just trying to say certain things in front of the camera to make each other look bad. And that's just confusing fans. And I think in the end, it will just, you know, really make fans angry Mm -hmm. because we're getting too many stories. It's like Dakota's on the screen saying, you know, oh, my God, divorce is not something I believe in. And she's like, but you filed first. The point of a reality show is supposed to be real. You're supposed to share your real story to help people. How are we going to start helping people learn how to co-parent and learn how to, you know, process things through a divorce if what you're feeding us is lies? 
Also, could we talk about how Dakota is like, I don't like seeing myself on TV. I right? only joined the show to get custody of my daughters. Dakota, you're doing live videos <laughs> yeah. every night. And you're telling everyone, hey, this is my Snapchat handle. Yeah. This is my Twitter handle. You you like it. You, you like, like the it. Fame. And that's totally fine to admit. That's you know? fine. I would, I would please. If I was on a reality show, <laughs> I would be like, hey, everyone, this is my Snapchat. This yeah. is my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. This is my number. <laughs> yeah. Here's my social, social security number. Like, no, it's, you know, he just needs to admit it. He's he, They're playing too many games. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, it's not going to work well for them. Let's go into the third topic of the week because Lauren and I need to go cry. As always. So, yes. <laughs> so Mackenzie McKee posted a photo of her daughter, Jaxie. It was her school photo, which is going to you know, be going in the yearbook and everything. Um, her daughter had a chemo hat on. And Mackenzie said, before you comment on this, please read. So when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, like, Jaxie cut her hair again. Right? Like, you know, something like that. But... It was actually, you know, she had asked her daughter wanted to wear a chemo hat in honor of her mother, Angie, who's currently, you know, fighting stage four brain and lung cancer. Um, So it was so beautiful. And, you know, you're not allowed to wear those hats in school for the photos. So the school allowed it. And I think it was just a nice way to honor her grandmother. I think the message that Mackenzie posted was a perfect reason why social media is sometimes a great thing. She was saying, you know, the night before, I wanted to curl my daughter's hair, put a big bow in it, like we've all had in our school pictures, you know, make it perfect, what your idea of perfect is. And Jaxie was like, no, I want to wear grandma's chemo hat. So she went, she picked one out, she picked out her favorite, and she wore it. And Mackenzie explained, she's like, in that moment, I realized that my mom's battle with cancer has taught me so much about life. You know, you have this image of what you want something to look like, and then all of a sudden it quickly changes. You know, it's not all about the materialistic things in life and your looks. You know, it's about the way you impact a person and the way that Angie impacted her granddaughter to say, you know, to not care. She was like, I don't care what what my hair looks like. I want to wear that chemo hat because you're beautiful no matter what you're going through, and I want to show that. You know, the love I have for you and the support and how strong you are. So Mackenzie's message, I think, was just something that everyone needs. I completely agree. And I just think that it was such a beautiful thing for Jaxie to want to do. I mean, she's, you know, a young child and she's only four. Yeah. And like, look at how compassionate she's being. And I think that I think it was something that I'm sure made Angie cry. Oh, my God. It made me cry. Yeah. And it just made her really, you know. Grateful. Like, you can tell that Mackenzie's really raising great children. Oh, my God, yes. And, you know, our prayers for Angie. We're praying for her always. Yeah. And she's always in our heart. And she finished chemo, as you talked about on last week's episode. So hopefully she's able to beat this cancer. Yeah. Because she's really an amazing woman. I mean, we met her. She amazing. was on one of our episodes. And she's so great. And, you know, we just hope it all works out. And you can tell, you know, if you listen back to that episode where we had Mackenzie and her mom, Angie, the message that they're spreading. That podcast episode, I think, was my favorite. That was hands down my favorite episode. You know, it was just, and I think it will always be our favorite, just, you know, everything she talked about. There's so much more to life than the little stupidity. I mean, we talk about it all the time, you know. Lauren and I come into work every day 
mostly me, I think, but you too, complaining about random things, you know. <laughs> of course, the subway, my hair. The bug in frizzy. my food. Yes. Friends drama. <laughs> yeah, there's always something to complain about. So, and when I was reading Mackenzie's post, I was like, wow, you know, everything, you know, oh my God, I ran out of chocolate milk this morning. I'm so furious, <laughs> you know, like the little stupid things. I'm like, okay, pause. What did, what did I complain about? Before we started recording, I was eating my yogurt, having a great yes. breakfast, and my yogurt was expired, so I had to throw it away. Now I have to buy breakfast, and that bothered me. Yeah, but it shouldn't. It's a little thing. And exactly. I think that I think you and I need to come in, be more grateful. Right. <laughs> I know. I think you know. Luckily for fans, I'm really, really excited for this. So Angie is actually releasing a book. I'm definitely going to read it. Right? I know. We need to get copies. Is it still called God's Plan? Yes. God's Plan. Right? I'm so excited to read it. And I hope, you know, a lot of people do buy it because, or even just read Mackenzie's Instagram post because it's so, so important what Angie and Mackenzie are preaching, you know, throughout this year, throughout Mm. Angie's cancer battle. I'm really excited for that. We should definitely have them on the podcast again to talk about that book. So we pretty much talked about Macy on this week's episode. And we also talked about the Dakota and Bristol drama. I think things were kind of calm for everyone else. It wasn't the most dramatic episode. Definitely not. But I think we can talk about Caitlin and Tyler. I think that was probably the most interesting. Yeah. Um, My favorite part of their segments were when Tyler, he seems so scared to ask his wife after he had come back from the therapy session. He seemed like nervous to be like, hey, like my therapist said we should watch the show together. Here's some handouts for exercises we can do. Yeah. And she was like, why would we do this? And he was like, "Um, because she's a therapist and suggested it. Like, I just like, he seems so nervous. And he had a reason to be nervous because she really broke down over it. I know she was hysterical crying. I felt bad for both of them. So I've been going back and forth if I agree with Tyler or if I agree with Kate. When I was watching it, I think I agreed with Tyler. And I was like, I think they should watch it. You know, they could learn a lot from their mistakes in the past. I thought it was really good advice. Yeah, I thought it was great advice. And then when I was driving home, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, when you're trying to grow and get stronger, is it a good idea to live in the past? Because their show, you really are living in the past. You're watching your day-to-day of what happened when you were in rehab, like when you weren't home. So then I started thinking, you know, is that a great place for Kate? You know, she's come so far. She completed two stints in rehab. Is it a good idea to really watch what happened? Because she said, you know, I'm aware that it was difficult for you. I am aware that it was difficult for Novoli. You know, am I just sitting here and blind? No, I'm fully aware of what happened. So is it a good idea that I went back? And I was like, I think I'm team Kate now. I think I agree with her. Okay, I'm team Tyler. Okay. As per usual. Love Tyler. I know. We have a serious love for Tyler. Um, and he's really hot now. Continue. He's very hot now. Is he hotter than our Nathan Griffith? Um, I think so. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So I have I date Tyler, you date Nathan. Got it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Deal's done. Okay. So I actually agree with Tyler. So I, I get where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, I do think that if they were to watch the episodes together, it shouldn't be on a Friday night at their house. I do think they should do it in therapy. So yes. the therapist can, you know, if Caitlin's getting a little overwhelmed, the therapist can kind of calm it down. Maybe she can, you know, show them things that neither of them see. So my reasoning is because I think a big problem with Kate and Tyler is a communication, right? They've said it all season. Yeah. Communication's not good with them. Her just, you know, wanting to go to rehab without talking to him about it really hurt him. So communication, right? Um, 
let's use this week's episode as an example. When he, when I, as I said before, when he was trying to tell her, you know, we should watch the episode back. We should do exercises. He seemed so nervous to tell yeah. her. And she shut it down so quickly. I think that's a really good example of how he tried to communicate, but it failed. And I think that if Kate watched that back, she would see, wow, you were like coming to me. You seemed a little nervous to come to me. And I did exactly what you were scared I was going to do. Yeah. So maybe in the future, when you come to me with something, I'll be more open to it instead of shutting it down right away. And I think that would be a really good thing for them to watch over and to see. So I do think, I don't think, again, like I don't think they should watch it at home. I don't think they should even watch their all of their segments. I think that maybe Tyler should watch it and then pick out things that he feels they would benefit from. Or the therapist can do that since she's a fan of teen mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I watch, I watch every episode. <laughs> yeah, I tune in on Monday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Eight Central. <laughs> yeah. You know, I agree with that. I think they should pick certain things. Do I think Kate needs to sit there and watch the car ride to the airport before Mm-mm. going to rehab? Go- before going to rehab? No, not at all. No. But yeah, that's the thing. I agree with that point too. Sometimes you don't, like when Tyler was telling Kate, you know, I think we should watch it together and she just shut it down. I don't think she absorbed that information. I don't think she tried to put herself in his shoes and said, okay, let's see where he's coming from. She felt very attacked, I felt. Agreed. That's exactly the word I'm looking for. She felt very attacked. I mean, and you do that in day-to-day life. Like you just react so fast. And then a couple hours later, you're like, why did I react like that in that situation? I think Kate has so much going on that maybe she doesn't do that and they just keep moving forward because there's no communication. And I also feel like when she came home, I mean, she said it. She's like, I feel like there's tension with Tyler. Yeah. So she's already feeling like there's tension. He's coming to her and now she's like, oh my God, like there is, like I'm right. Like there's something going on and it has to do with me. And I think she just completely broke down and shut it down. And I just think that the therapist was really onto something. And, yeah. you know, I, I hope that they take our advice. I think they should listen. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden, you just wake up and you're like a relationship expert. <laughs> like, look at us. No, you know, I'm excited to see, because obviously they're great now. I'm excited to see how they work through this. Because now, look, now we're getting an inside look at a marriage that has a lot of tension. So from the show, you do learn a lot. So I'm looking forward to still seeing their season, even though it hurts me and I cry because I'm obsessed with them too. I'm like, no, I can't watch this, but it's a great life lesson. I'm looking forward to the remainder of the season to see, because it feels like they were on the brink of divorce and now they're back to being happy with the baby. Um, So I'm really excited to see what happened and I think it's going to be a great season for them. I don't think it's going to be their great season. Not their happy season. But like Matt Byer said, guys, it's episode one. Yeah. Now we're up to episode two. I think, yeah, we're definitely thinking ahead. I think it's going to be a great storyline to teach audiences. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not going to be their happy season. Maybe later when they, you know, announce the pregnancy and maybe like the season finale, <laughs> they'll be happy again. But I think it's going to be a great learning lesson for audiences do I think it's going to be the happy cheerful you know unicorns and ponies and rainbows no also like Matt Byer said you know we did see Amber struggle as well with Leah not wanting to come over um so I'm also excited to see how that's going to play out yeah we have so much to look forward to this season episode two is done next week looks great too Tyler's saying marriage is a beep and also (laughs) that you know he's very unhappy and he's identifying that you know, he's miserable. So excited to talk about next week. Definitely. Yeah. Let's go into this week's Teen Mom Tease. 
Teen Mom Young and Pregnant is back. So happy. We spoke with all of the stars and we have all of the drama to the upcoming season. So check out Radar and OK to find out everything going on. So excited. I cannot wait to watch the season premiere. It's going to look great and also just drama filled. Oh, it's amazing. And everything that the girls told us is so crazy. I don't want to give anything away because I want people to check out the sites. But it is a season you want to see. I mean, it is like Teen Mom 2 to the max. Yes. We're definitely very busy on Monday nights. I know. It's it's starting this Monday. Yes, October 15th. So tune in because then you'll get to talk about it with us. Yay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week. And make sure you check back next week for even more Teen Mom drama. Bye. Bye.